What's up, friends? Welcome back. In today's episode, I dive into part four of our Bible study series featuring a study on the book of Philippians. We're in chapter four this week, and I'll be finishing our study of this New Testament epistle. This last chapter is packed with several verses that many of us have heard and probably even quoted. Personally, I've quoted verses six and seven quite frequently. And I think I have another episode on them too. So I'll link that in the show notes just in case. But today I just hope you have your Bible and a highlighter because we're going to go into this chapter and spend some time here together. Now, some quick announcements. 2023 Renewed Conference registration is officially open. Head to herrenewedstrength.com forward slash conference to register completely free. And I have a few spots left for one-on-one coaching. They will not last. I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to figure out your schedule, figure out your productivity pitfalls, why you aren't doing what you say you're going to do, what it's going to take to change things, right? What's needed. We're going to dig into your areas of opportunity and you are going to see breakthrough. You're going to have accountability, guidance, and a personalized plan of action so you actually experience transformation. So if you're ready, head to herrenewedstrength.com forward slash coaching, or you can email me erica at herrenewedstrength.com and we can have a conversation over the phone to see if this is a good fit for you. Are you ready? Grab your Bible because we're digging into Philippians chapter four. Let's go. You're now listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast. A place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with, If you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. All right, y'all. So we are in chapter four in the book of Philippians. This is the final chapter. And we see here in verse one, Paul says, therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I love that Paul is like so sweet to the church at Philippi. He's so endearing to them, right? He tells them, you whom I love and long for. He wants to see them. He wants to to be with them, right? He says, my joy and my crown. And he tells them, stand firm. Now, when he says stand firm, he's essentially reminding them that if they stand firm against the false teachers, then Paul will receive his reward, which is their salvation. Verse two, I plead with Euodia and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. So Euodia and Syntyche are, I believe, Greek names, okay, even though Philippi was a Roman colony. So Either these girls were foreign merchants like Lydia, whatever it was, they were co-workers of Paul's. Okay, verse three, yes, and I ask you, my true companion, 
Help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. These women have done work alongside Paul. And something to consider is that women in Rome and Macedonia had more freedoms than women in more traditionally Greek areas. So inscriptions show that women played a significant role in Philippi's religious activities. Help these women. What does that mean? What are we helping them with? Right. We are seeing that they are continuing to do that work. So he's calling for them to support them in that. Okay. Moving into the next section, if you're in the NIV, it's titled Final Exhortations. And this is a very popular section. You've probably heard these verses before. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we see in verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. I think it's interesting that he repeats this word rejoice because we know that Paul went through a lot. He was persecuted. He was martyred, right? And I think that a person who is going through so much persecution, actually taking the time to encourage others and remind them to rejoice no matter the circumstances, it hits a little differently, right? Repeating a word could be used to reinforce the point, right? So that's a technique that writers used. And it's used here to express confidence in God, as does the word thanksgiving, right? The Lord is near. The Lord is near. I love that because in times when we are feeling like we're going through something heavy, sometimes you might be tempted to think that the Lord is not in it with you, that the Lord is not close to you, but he is near, right? And just before that says, let your gentleness be evident to all. Gentleness is a fruit of the spirit, which we see in Galatians chapter five. And I think it's a good reminder that when we are filled with the spirit, these gifts, right? These fruits come through. Okay. So let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Y'all, it is hard to not be anxious, all right? We worry about a lot of things, but there is reason to rejoice. God is good even when we worry. God is good even when the circumstances seem bleak. God is good even when we can't see the end of a situation, even when we feel like we're still in the dark, right? And we see that, that Paul tells them that in every situation to present our request to God, and he tells us how to do it. How? By prayer and petition. How? With thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. He's giving instruction on how to pray. He's explaining this is how you come to the Lord when you are rejoicing. This is how you come to the Lord when you are worrying about something, right? He tells them, don't worry. Instead, do this. 
So if you're going through something right now, if you're in a situation that seems heavy, if your children are far from you, if you're, if your spouse is at odds with you, if you are in a financial struggle, if your health is taking a, a dip, don't be anxious. Instead, by prayer and through petition with thanksgiving, right? With a grateful heart, look at what you have and bring your request to God, right? Give him the adoration that he deserves. Give him the thanksgiving, right? Show him that you're grateful. Focus on the things that he has already blessed you with. And then place those worries in front of him. It's not like he doesn't know them. He's just waiting for you to bring them to him, right? If you're a parent, you know. You know when your kids are off. You're just waiting for them to tell you. Sometimes it's not that we're bringing things to God because we need to shock him with what we're going through. It's that in relationship with others, especially with a God who cares about us, we bring our concerns to him. We bring them to him so that we can finally be unburdened, so that we don't have to carry them any longer. And the reward is that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. And it doesn't happen in your own strength. It happens because you're in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I'm just going to pause right here. This reminds me, you know, in the intro with, I have some pretty popping intro music, right? I say, let's shift our perspective from the temporal to the eternal. This verse right here, that's what it's talking about, right? Whatever is true, God's word is true. Whatever is noble, God's word is noble. Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, who else is praiseworthy? Jesus, right? Think about such things. Think about the things of God. Think about that. Verse nine, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. There it is, the God of peace. God is not the God of craziness. No, he's the God of peace. So just coming back to verse eight, we see that word whatever seven times. And it was very interesting to me because I remember when I did a study on the book of Revelation, there was a theme of seven that had come up. And I did this, I think it was 2019. I followed along in a study that was taught by a man named Chuck Missler. He has since passed. Rest in peace. And I remember being just interested in the reference to the sevenfold spirit. And it's just, you know, I don't know. There's all these things that come up in the Bible, themes, and sometimes we don't catch it the first time. And so the first time I ever read Philippians, like I never caught this theme of seven. But after having studied the book of Revelation and seeing the sevenfold ministry of the spirit, I see seven pop up more. And so I noticed that the word whatever is referenced seven times in succession. And that really stood out to me. So just something to, to pay attention to, especially as you continue to study the word in your own time. 
All righty, we're in verse 10. And this section is the second to last section of, of the book. And it's titled, Thanks for Their Gifts. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. This verse is very popular. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. It's interesting sometimes to see how that verse is used or referenced because in the context of this particular place in scripture, this verse means that he, Paul, can do the will of God, can do the work that the Lord has led him to do, whether he has enough food or not enough food, whether he's living in plenty or in want. It's not that he can do anything he wants through Christ who strengthens him. It's that he can do the work of spreading the gospel, whether he has funds to do it or no funds to do it, right? And the reason this is important is because he's thanking the church at Philippi for their financial support. But he's saying, I don't need it because I still do this whether I have that support or not. Verse 14, yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, You sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and I have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. There are so a few verses left, but again, this is just reiterating. He's saying, I received your financial support. I don't need it, right? That's not my desire from you. That's not why I fellowship with you. What I what I do is for the glory of God. It is to ensure that you know him, that you know the message of the gospel and that you are are blessed by it, but he still wants to thank them. And that's important, right? Showing gratitude. Final greetings. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. So in this final greetings section of the chapter, Paul says something that's very interesting to me. And he says, 
All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. He was around the people who were serving in Caesar's household, right? Who were part of Caesar's household. Caesar, the leader of Rome, is insanely impactful, right? And to be in his house influencing those people, to be on mission for the Lord in the presence of people who have access to such a powerful person on earth is amazing because we see that even in the house of a person who does not know the Lord, there are those serving the Lord in that house. And I think that's really beautiful. It's a good reminder, especially to those of us who are not in Christian settings, right? If you work, let's just say for a corporation or for for a non-Christian organization, like you might sometimes wonder if you're doing God's work there. And I, I hope that you know that wherever you are, you are able to do God's work, right? Because the entire world is a mission field. And so whatever sector of the workplace you're in, like that is your mission field. And you can be ministering and witnessing to people in your sphere of influence, right? And you never know where you'll end up. You never know what leader you'll influence or who who is connected to that leader that you'll influence, right? So that is Philippians. I'm grateful that you've stuck with me. Thank you for being here. Mostly I'm grateful for the work that the Lord is doing in each of you, especially if you have this newfound hunger or thirst for the word of God. And I pray that you would continue to just feed it, right? To pray for more of that and to to meet the desire by being in the word of God daily. Let it be transformational, transformative. Let it be blessed. Let it be focused time in God's word that you would continue to seek him and pursue him and to want to know more about him and that you would open up your Bible and just know that he is meeting you there on the pages of this timeless, perfect, and errant word of God. So I pray that you have enjoyed this. I would love to hear from you. Let me know if you did. If there's anything that I can do to support you in this time, if you're struggling to fit Bible study into your schedule, if you feel like Bible study is complicated, we actually have a free resource for you called Simplify Bible Study. And when you go to hurrynewedstrength.com and you just wait like a second, you'll see a pop-up and press the button. It'll take you to that free resource, Simplify Bible study, and it teaches you the SOAP method. If you've never heard of it, it teach you how to do it. And you can use that as a way to simplify your Bible study and get consistent in the Word of God. Just be there, right? Be meeting with the Lord in His Word. And it doesn't have to be complicated, it doesn't have to be crazy. You don't need a, you know, a theology degree to, to be in the Word of God. You just need to be willing. And pray, pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to you, speak to your heart, would give you understanding and wisdom. And if you have questions, if you have more questions, blueletterbible.org, we have a tutorial inside of the community. Go to hurrynewstrength.com forward slash community. And when you're inside, you're going to click on the guides. It's in guide number two. It's a free 
workshop I walk you through how to use blueletterbible.org. You can look up commentary there, right? You can find some really awesome resources to help bring this to life. Actually, have a an episode coming out with my friend Heather Preston where she kind of talks you through that and she's actually being she's bringing more of that right she's sharing her gifts inside of the conference so if you haven't registered for 2023 renewed conference head to herrenewedstrength.com forward slash conference Heather's going to be teaching on comprehension of God's word and she's got a really cool gift for you that will help you in your Bible study. So I pray that, again, this was a blessing to you and that you have a just a deeper desire to be in the Word of God and that you would use the free resources that we provide to grow in your relationship with the Lord and that your walk would honor Him and that you would be just refined through the process of being in relationship with Him and that that process would shine your light would result in you being used by the Lord to to lead others to Jesus. So I love y'all. Thanks for being here. And I will see you on the next one. Bye. Hey, sister girl. If you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five, extra tips, and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.